and this is episode 66 of the Galactic Dads podcast. Today we're going to cover news from E3 last week. We'll talk about Father's Day. We're also going to talk about some TV shows that are killing it right now and a couple of different daddy issues, some movie news, we'll talk comics, and of course, dad jokes and beers of the week. So stick around. Five, four, three, two, one. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? The Galactic Dads Podcast, a podcast by Geeky Dads, talking about all things geek, dad life, I am the father, and beyond. Language. All right, everyone, welcome back. This is episode 66 of the Galactic Dads podcast. I'm very excited to be back today as IMB, and I am joined by Laser Eric. What's happening, man? What's happening? How are we doing? I'm actually very excited today. I am too. I'm, I'm happy to be back on a uh, podcast recording. I feel like I haven't done this in like a year. It's been a little less than that. However, yeah. <laughs> I'm still coming, coming in pretty hot off the Father's Day energy. Yes. Uh, but before we get into that... Let me let everybody know that we are the Galactic Dads Podcast. Of course, we're your dad destination for all things geek, dad life, and beyond. Of course, that includes bits of dad advice for your daddy issues. We talk comics, video games, TV shows, movies, and whatever else strikes us as worthy to talk about. And uh, if you are interested in seeing what we do outside of the show or during it even, you can go ahead and check us out on all of the socials. Uh, of course, I will put all of the handles in the show notes so go ahead and check that out but of course you can find us on the twitter facebook instagram uh we have a couple others like we have a tiktok i post nothing to i was about to say i thought we had a tiktok that was just completely blank yeah it's like tick it's the opposite of what kesha said in her like one of her songs tiktok we stopped (laughs) (laughs) this party's passing us by we got it so other people couldn't have it and now we're just gonna sit there and look at it like what do we do that's essentially it that's exactly (laughs) what i did um, because instead of spending time making TikTok videos, I've been going back to the comic shop. Oh my goodness. A lot of fun stuff there. A lot of really fun stuff there, but you can check that out. You can also check us out on, uh, patreon.com slash galactic dads. We have some, uh, fan favorite merchandise. You can get your hands on there, including our Patreon member exclusive hat. It is the black edition, white stitching in the red rocket. You know, you love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is available there. You can check that out and some other awesome stuff. Uh, plus, this guy named Laser Eric, he runs an Instagram page called Galactic Dad's Barbecue. Mm-hmm. Galactic Dad's BBQ. It's uh, all of our uh, exploits in the food world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, pictures of uh, various barbecues for holidays and things like that. I did a great job of posting pictures of Father's Day barbecues, but we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, we will. We will get to that. But yeah, if you like food... And you like, uh, you know, you like barbecue, you like food, you like seeing, you know, pictures and videos of food and stuff like that. Follow the Galactic Dads BBQ Instagram page. Yeah, check it out. You'll love it. You'll be hungry. And you also look at some of those things like, how does he make that? Well, we post some of his recipes over on the Patreon. So that's another reason for you to go and check it out. But the other thing we do really well here on this show is we have our beers of the week. And you can check those out on the Untapped app which is very conveniently at Galactic Dads on Untapped. It's How'd very you easy. Guess? <laughs> very easy. You guys, yeah, I know you've been there already, uh, but 
let's do it, man. Let's dive into the beers of the week. Is this a first for you? What are you uh what are you sipping on over there? I'm not sure of it. It's not a first for me on my personal uh untapped, but it might be on the Galactic Dads untapped. We will find out. I am drinking the smooth, refreshing, good for a hot day. 99 calories, 95 calories. Ah, oh, crap. I messed that up. Wow, that's not bad. No, not it's at only all. only 2.4 carbs. Yep, 4.2% alcohol by volume. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I am drinking a Michelob Ultra. I'm proud of you. Yeah. I'm real proud of you. <laughs> How but, about you? What do you got? Well, not to outman you, but I'm going to give it a stab. I am drinking the Naturalite Natter Days. However, this is a new version released this year. It is the pineapple lemonade yeah you're not gonna believe it it's a light lager with natural pineapple lemon flavor uh we are looking at a uh this is a 4.2 percent alcohol by volume beer very nice that's a lawn mowing beer isn't it it is you know what it is it's a it's a kiddie pool sitting beer that works as in you're sitting by it while the kids play or as you're sitting in it while the kids look at you in disgust you know it's got this like you ever eat like a pineapple gummy bear? Yes. Yeah, that's it. Like that, huh? Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. It's actually not bad. Huh. That might be worth a try sometime. Enjoy it. Like a normal Natter Days of strawberry lemonade, I could pound down all day. This one, probably like three or four. Huh. Three okay. or four. Mm-hmm. Pineapple and beer is still kind of weird to me. You should try one. I got another one over here. With might have on. to do that. Yeah. Give it a sip. Might have to do that. And you can try it properly by chugging the whole beer so you get the full flavor. <laughs> That's how we try things. I'll shotgun it. It'll be the first Galactic Dad's TikTok video. <laughs> we can do that. I know we Are can. Are you serious? I do have to drive home later, though. It's a 4.2. <laughs> That's a valid point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see how that goes. That yeah, might right. violate a couple of TikTok <laughs> rules, though. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not familiar. Anyway, but that, I mean, if you guys are interested in checking that out, you can hit us up on the Untapped. Uh, you can also suggest some beers if you know some pineapple beers you like. Um, it's a great way for us to earn more badges, which we don't need help with. We're like the kid from Up with all those badges on his sash. Can't fit the badges that we have in the back of my truck anymore. It's, it's I need pretty a bad. truck. And yeah, we can't <laughs> even fit all the empties in the back of John's truck or in the cab because John's a problem. But that's okay. <laughs> is that where he is tonight? Yes, he's at a very different meeting. Ah, uh, yes. Well, that happens. Ah, uh, it's very important to work your twelve steps, and we support you. Do they record those too? They shouldn't. They They're really shouldn't. Not. <laughs> those are all after hours episodes. They're not putting those on TikTok either. <laughs> no. That sounds like a a pretty rough daddy issue. If we're being <laughs> yeah, honest, that went a certain direction. I yeah. apologize. We don't apologize. We're just letting <laughs> you know. If you want to hear that, you gotta listen to the Patreon exclusive after hours episodes. So that is another benefit of checking that out. But we won't push it any further because we're ready to talk about these daddy issues. And I'm gonna be real with you. This past weekend, Father's Day, mm-hmm. right? Why don't you go ahead kick it off for me? How was your day? What'd you do? What happened? So it was actually, it was really nice. Um, You know, Father's Day being on Sunday, I naturally had it off. So that was, that was a relief. But uh, we, it took, took a little convincing on my kids part, but they convinced me to, to go to the, um, go to the local pool. Oh, you got wet. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We went to, uh, we went to the aquatic center, not too far from our house. And uh, that actually was, originally I wasn't totally up for it because I was, you know, a little tired, but. I'm glad we went. We had a lot of fun. We were only there for a couple hours, and then uh, 
we went to uh, went to this little sports bar called Mascots that I happen to be a big fan of. Oh, that's like right down the street. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, like five minutes from home. Um, and uh, had a really nice lunch. Logan loves to watch sports on TV, so that's helpful. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we had baseball. I think there was uh, like some hockey footage. There was horse racing, which I love watching horse racing. I don't know why, because I don't know anything about horses. Uh, that four-legged one go fast with tiny man on back. That's all I know. Yeah, but dude, know. it's so much fun. I don't get it. But uh, I've never been to an actual horse race. Have you? Oh yeah, and we're gonna fix that. Oh okay. Yeah, because Stephanie and I were talking about that on Sunday while we were watching. She said, "I've never been to Fairmount Park." I was like, "Okay, well, looks like we're gonna have to remedy that this year." To which you responded, "Well, you'll never get to go because now it's called like FanDuel something." Oh yeah, sport, that's right. Sport. One of those like daily fantasy football leagues bought the park. <laughs> yeah. or whatever. I don't know. They still run horses out there, so it's cool. Yeah, but. they run horses. They probably run your child's college fund. You know, they'll let you bet whatever. Yeah, you know, it's all good. But uh, no, and then that evening we had the uh, we had both the grandpas over had a had a nice little barbecue. I kept it simple. We just did burgers and brats. Um, got a special blend of beef and made dad burgers, which were twelve ounce burgers instead of four. And uh, my god, yeah, they were awesome. And but, you took uh, no photos of that. Yeah, I, that was that, your blunder. Yeah, my blunder the- was I was too busy cooking, eating, and drinking, and I forgot to take any pictures. Or anything like that. We just ate all the food, and that was it. But mm, uh, food's good. Yeah, I dig food. Yeah, it was an enjoyable time. So not bad at all. Yeah. How about you? Well, I got to sleep in. Uh, That's so the win right there. It was. It was one hundred percent fantastic. Uh, for whatever reason, though, I think I had had a few too many of the. What I make the? Oh, that's right. I tore into the Buffalo Trace, which, by the way. Oof. Big shout out, Buffalo Trace Bourbon. I love you guys. I've uh, mm-hmm. been saying hello a little bit on Twitter. Uh, if you guys would like to, you know, sponsor us or send us some Buffalo Trace, you know, even better, let us come to the distillery. That yeah. would be wonderful. But anyway, I will pander for that later on. <laughs> but uh, I opened a fresh bottle of that, made a couple of really good old fashions. I kind of forgot where the night was going and fell asleep. And then by the time I woke up, uh, it was nine, which is awesome. I don't think I ever get to sleep till nine anymore. Uh, it felt like half the day was over, but yeah, my no daughter kidding. walked in uh, wearing the two shirts that she picked out for me for Father's Day. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, so she got me a super sweet Hawaiian shirt. Nice. Which you bet. I rocked the Tom Selleck look. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Hey, Magnum PI," and then she also got me a shirt underneath that, and it was a green Mandalorian shirt but it was just Grogu, and it says, I'm all ears. <laughs> That's awesome. And I thought that was adorable. Cool. And, of course, there was a cool gift card to Home Depot, uh, and uh, it's like there was a card, obviously. Um, may have gotten lost. Not by me, though. <laughs> My wife said she lost it. She told me she got one, doesn't know where it went. So That's I believe okay. her. That's it, okay. It's fine. I feel like the cards are much more, and, and, and I feel this way because my wife – happens to be a high-level associate of Hallmark and will tell me that this is the, fake, the case. I feel like cards are much more important on Mother's Day than they are mm-hmm. on Father's Day. Now, you know, Steph got me, you know, Steph and the boys got me a very nice card. It had all the grilling and barbecue stuff on it, and, and it was really cute. And uh, they got, you know, they got me some various stuff and, and all that. They got me a T-shirt that uh, – it's one of those life is good shirts where it says growler on the top and it's got a grizzly bear standing up holding a growler of beer. 
So that's perfect. You're a bear, Eric. Yeah, absolutely. Rar. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they, um, she found me a Stormtrooper. Uh, it's not a Yeti cup. It's, a, I think, Corksicle cup. Okay. But it's got the, like, you can tell it's, like, the all white, and it's got the markings like a Stormtrooper uniform, and it says TK421 on the top of it which is the one in A New Hope that they called out for not being at his post. So Because he's busy cool. drinking. Yeah, so I brought my coffee to work in that today. and uh, Very cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Very cool. Um, so the rest of my day, after I got cool stuff, Kent went down for a nap and took a two-and-a-half-hour nap. That's another win. And I felt bad, though, because I was like, well, I want to spend time with Kinsley, and I wanted to take them somewhere. So I took him and. I took Kinsley to Playtime, mm-hmm. uh, that place where they have all those inflatable bounce houses, and you can even rent bounce houses from there, which I think is so smart on their part uh, to have that sign right there while their kids are losing their mind inside all the different inflatable bounce houses. That that gig is genius in general. It really is. Because it's, it's low maintenance. It's, once it's set up, it's done. Yep. And you don't have to even look for your kids for like two hours. Just you know don't let it fly away in the wind, and you are solid. <laughs> Um, so, yep, she had a blast doing that. I let her do that for about two hours. Uh, and then we went to Home Depot. I used my gift card. Nice. Uh, I used it on a, um, I need a new circular saw. Mm-hmm. Like I had one, but it was only five inches. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can't even get through a two by four with that no. thing. Uh, so I picked up a seven and a quarter inch one. I'm very happy with that. Awesome. Yeah, nice. Nice new Ryobi. I'm um, looking ready to uh, shave a few boards down. You know what I'm saying? Kind of cut some stuff up and have some fun. If I can ever afford a two by four again. So well, yeah, here's that's hoping. the trick. <laughs> here's hoping. Uh, but yeah, then after that, it was to the grocery store. Just pick up a few things, including these tasty beers I'm having this evening. And uh, back to the house. And Kent woke up. We spent the rest of the day just chilling as a family. That's awesome. Uh, I loved it. I think we got through four episodes of a TV show that we'll talk about uh, when we move on to the TV show. Very nice. Very nice. So it was really good though. It was a, it was a great father's day. Big shout out to the wife. She made it nice. Really appreciate it. Thank you, dear. That's awesome. That's awesome. So do you feel like, cause I do, and I'm wondering if you've kind of feel the same way you feel like as we get older and as the kids get older, that like the, like the whole day around father's day and stuff like that is, is that much more enjoyable like, you know, we both, you know, we both had our fun and maybe we, you know, we did stuff that might be a little more special than we would do on like a regular Sunday. That's probably true. But we didn't, you know, it's not like we went to Vegas or did anything crazy, you know, but, you know, like I went to the pool, you took, you know, you took Kinsley to playtime and, and stuff like that. But yeah, do you find, I, I, I don't know, like I, I found that to be like a really nice day, a really nice way to spend the day. So Kinsley's four now and mm-hmm. Kent's 10 months. And the way you said that's right, the older they get, you have a little bit more fun. Because yeah. I can't really do anything with Kent. Mm-hmm. You know, if I that's took true. him to playtime, he'd be all over the floor. He'd be gross. I'd have to catch him. Like, we would not have spent several hours at the place. Right. Because right. now with Kinsley, I'm like, have a ball. Just right. go lose your mind. And she had fun. Um, so, yeah, I think that's true. The older they get, the better it gets. I'm sure there's a point where it just stops. I would agree with that. We Logan and I spent a good probably 30 to 45 minutes at the pool. I was teaching him how to do handstands. Oh, fun. Underwater. Yeah. Um, and and he, we've got these little, like, toy fishies. 
and he was he was handing them off to me, and he wanted are they me like to, the diver toys? Yeah, 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 yeah. He just wanted me to kind of toss them in the pool, and I mean there were other people around, but it wasn't that crowded, so we were able to do that for quite a while. And you felt confident that you could put your head under the water and not just be completely submerged in public urine. Oh, I I don't even think about that. I I heard rumors of a chlorine shortage, but I'm not worried about that. Oh, man, no, yeah, don't cool. say it. I've been wanting to go to the pool. I think I might not now. <laughs> I tell you what, it was awfully clean, so, you know. Not as many people in it. Well, we also got there before it opened, which helped. That does help. Yeah, so. Yeah. Cut your way through the fence. Said, well, we're here. Well, I, no, no, not like that. But I, I don't know about you guys, but we're early people. Like, Oh, I my wife would like me to be. I am not. Well, it, it blows my mind that a lot of these pools and stuff don't open till noon. I get it because the water has to warm up, but I mean, um, yeah, yeah, like if they cranked it at eight a.m., I'd be there. For yeah, it. like we we specifically we passed a pool that was going to open at noon to go to a pool that opened at eleven because it opened earlier, and we gotcha. knew we could get more time before we had to leave. And you know, Barrett still naps, mm-hmm. and you know, our kids if you don't feed them on a particularly regular schedule, they turn a little cranky. This must be... And my wife. I love you, honey. She gets hangry. Oh, yeah, she gets hangry. You better she watch is out. the definition of what hangry is, but I love her, but it's facts. I learned something on this Father's Day, though, that I have not learned before. Okay. Okay. I'm old. I just had my 35th birthday last week. Shut up. Thanks. I know. <laughs> Happy birthday. Uh, you know what a great uh, birthday gift would be? Hmm? Buffalo Trace inviting us down to their distillery. That would be, yeah, that would be good. That would be incredible. Be very nice. I'd talk about that probably for the next 20 episodes. That'd be very Just nice. Just saying. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm in the bounce house with Kinsley, right? Mm-hmm. I bounce a few times, and my legs feel weird. And I go, oh, my leg muscles are not for this. This is, I'm old. I can't do this anymore. Last night, while I was watching TV with my wife, like, my back hurt. <laughs> I felt a weird pain going down my left leg. Oh, my. And I think it's from doing the bounce house. <laughs> but I also went down the tube slide. Oh, that'll do it. And I was doing like 80 down that thing. And I missed the stop point and kept going. And Uh-oh. so I overshot the pad and landed on like the carpet that for some reason was super slick on top of concrete. Oof. So when it was like a nice bone crunching mm-hmm. thing. And I was like, okay, I'm done with the slide. I think that might have been it. And then the <laughs> jumping in the bounce house did not help. Five years ago, none of this would have bothered me. Right. But I'm, I'm mid-30s now. I told my wife, I go, I'm not old. And she goes, no, you're not old, honey. But you're not young. And you're not in shape. And I was like, oh, your words are sharper than the knife for Ouch. the birthday cake, babe. Thanks. Ouch. Appreciate it. Yeah, I I think we all have our moments where we learn that some of the stuff that we used to do without thinking about it all of a sudden maybe can't anymore. Yeah. I also realize in my mind, I still think I'm fast. Right. Like if I need to run to catch something or, you know, to pick up a kid or something like in my mind, I'm like last action hero, like (laughs) hurdling objects and stuff. Reality is, no, I'm not. Yeah. No, I'm not. I had better position myself in a way to where i'm close to that kid already because otherwise i ain't catching anything yeah all those all those videos and and stuff of like people doing jedi tricks to catch their kids falling out of stuff yeah that that's not the norm none of those dads are in their 30s those are all mid-20s fathers yeah those are 25 year old dads with toddlers (laughs) and uh, And half those videos the toddlers on their lap anyway 
it just goes to fall forward and they catch it. Right. That's right. a lot different. Exactly. I mean, you know, by the time you're through your second kid and your second kid's about four years old, when they fall and bonk their head, you look at them, they start screaming. You're like, you bleeding? No? Okay. We're good. You sleepy? You woozy? Did you puke? What's your name? <laughs> Man's holding up some fingers. True or false? <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> it is true, though. Like, the second one, for whatever reason, hardens you. Yes. Like, you are much more calloused. Yes. Because Kent runs into stuff all the time. That kid is always hurting himself. He's 10 months, my God. Mm -hmm. And he's already just constantly on the move trying to harm himself. I'm like, bud, I don't know what to tell you. You're going to have to shake it off, okay? <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, my God. And then this past weekend, on Saturday, we went to visit my father-in-law early for Father's Day. My four-year-old now no longer has the big, like, massive car seat, right? She is... Right graduated to a booster seat mm -hmm. so she has figured out she can undo herself and run around the car so how wonderful is it oh, to only have to no. strap in one oh no kid? your life changes when you oh, no yeah. longer have to lean in and do the full point like astronaut lock-in for your kid oh dude think things get better we just put b in a booster oh, so now we don't have God kids bless. in the full-on like you know nuclear defense mm -hmm. shelter car seat action anymore and it's 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 the most ridiculously liberating Good for you. thing ever. Good oh for you. God. Trips to the grocery store that much easier. Oh, yeah. It's great. I can't wait to get Kent out of his pumpkin seat. That thing weighs <laughs> like 50 pounds, I swear. Yeah. Well, anyway, the reason I brought that up is because now Kinsley, who's four and fast, mm -hmm. I went to get out of the driver's seat when we parked in the garage, and she unclicked herself, ran up into my seat, and tried to follow me out. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. <laughs> Guess whose hand got closed in my car door? Oh, that went a direction I didn't expect. Yeah, that oh. went a direction I didn't expect. Oh, gosh. But the good news is, it's a Subaru. And so, it's got, like, all this, like, padding and sealants around the door. Mm. And it's the door set up, interestingly, to where, like, I got lucky is what happened. Because she barely had her fingers in there. But I turned around because I went to go the back door. And no, she was no longer in the back seat. So I looked in the front seat and then realized she had her hands in the door. Ugh, like, boy. and this all seemed to be slow-mo. In reality, it was probably pretty quick because then I reached out, opened the door, and she pulled her hand back and grabbed it and looked at me like, you hurt my hand. And I was like, <laughs> okay, first of all, let me make sure you're okay. And she was fine. She cried for a little bit, but there was not even any bruising. Like, she's okay. Right. Made me feel bad, but then I realized that I was mad at her for making me feel bad because if she was stayed in her seat like I told her, <laughs> this would not have been an issue. So do you, I'm assuming you probably have the child safety releases on your doors so that she can't just straight up open her back door and walk out. Oh yeah, those exist. I just yeah. haven't turned it on. Well, <laughs> so like I, I don't have that it's feature always, on. It's funny to me because I've got it turned on for B and I don't for Logan. Like Logan can get out of the car whenever he wants mm. he never does like we'll get home and he'll be sitting just chilling in his booster seat i'm like you, you're gonna get out of the Buddy, car dude you, you want to get out bud like we've been home for 15 seconds can you get up like come on but logan has also done the thing where he's jumped up and tried to get out the driver's side as well yeah i thought you were going in the direction of i slammed the door and i gave her a concussion by knocking her across the and, and did the passenger seat? Yeah. No, it went the other way. Yeah, because I've done that. You know. <laughs> well, again, I felt bad. But now, mm -hmm. guess what? Yesterday, when we were in the car, 
when we came to a stop and I got out of the car, guess who was sitting patiently in her booster seat waiting for <laughs> me to come let her out? Sometimes the lessons get learned. She goes, Dad, you remember yesterday you put my finger in? I was like, no, it's not. Don't, do not put that on me. <laughs> that was you. But, you know, I mean, overall, Father's Day was great. Yeah. Uh, my child is fine. Her hand is fine. Our dexterity in all the fingers is good. So no harm there. Uh, but she'll know. That was a small price to pay for that lesson. Right. It could be far worse. I didn't get that lucky when I was a kid. My uh, middle finger on my right hand was victim of a sliding door on a Dodge Caravan. Dude, yours too? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I took the nail and just pushed it right into my finger. Yeah. While we were on a road trip back from Atlanta. Yeah, so we stopped somewhere in Tennessee, I think. My dad just went to use the bathroom. And I walked in holding my hand that was dripping blood. And the gas station was like, you okay? And I was like, have you... Have you seen my dad trying not to look at my hand and lose it? <laughs> I, I think I was like ten. Oh man! Oh, it was it was yeah, that was a small one too. It just bled really well. Yeah, sometimes uh, they do that. Yeah. So, moral of the story: keep your hands away from car doors when they're closing. Keep your hands to yourself. Not fun. Not <laughs> fun. But you know what is fun? These TV shows we've been watching—they are awesome. I've fun. been having a ball mm-hmm. so obviously there's one that we really want to talk about um and that's going to be loki because episode two premiered on wednesday we'll get the third episode this coming wednesday which should be the tomorrow by the time this yeah, podcast I would drops. Expect, yeah. uh but i want to touch on a few other ones real quick uh star wars bad batch i'm catching mm-hmm. up on uh i just burned through i think three of the episodes so i just finished episode five uh episode eight is currently out um, but if you guys want a really good in-depth dive into that, you can check out the Force Dyad podcast, which is a sister show of ours on the Galactic Dads Media Network. Uh, they are available on Anchor and at this point anywhere that you listen to your podcast. So go check that out. Uh, they are completely up to date with all of the great Star Wars news, shows, fandom. They even talk to the Star Wars comics. Uh, so if you guys want to check that out, you can catch Jedi John and Obi-Sean Kenobi over there. And you should definitely go listen to them when you're done listening to this episode. Sure. They have more Star Wars knowledge in their little finger than I do in my whole body. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> and by bad, I mean, like, like I enjoy Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I think they have a problem. <laughs> so if you guys are that into Star Wars, you're definitely going to want to go check that out. Uh, they broadcast most of the time from the Jedi Temple, which yep. is where we do a bunch of our episodes as well. So mm-hmm. making great use of the galactic resources. Uh, although I don't think we can claim any of the knowledge as ours. That's all. Them. No, no, that's all them. All them. But they do a great job. They're very entertaining. So definitely check that out. Um, the show that I mentioned I was watching last night uh, on Father's Day was Mayor of Easttown over on HBO. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I like to, you know, when The Outsider was on HBO, like we would break down episodes and stuff for that. Uh, it's nice to watch something not comic book related just to let me know that yes i can still connect with the outside world yeah right there's stuff out there's other stuff out there there's, and there's good <laughs> stuff out there yes. so uh we won't spend very much time on this but i will say this show i wanted to make fun of uh because i saw <laughs> the saturday night live skit called murder dirter oh yeah 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 and that was when elon musk was on saturday night live yes. and they were making fun of mayor <laughs> Easttown because they were like it's a show somewhere between D.C. and New York about a very specific set of white people. <laughs> and they're not wrong. Like, it's obviously a, a predominantly white town. 
And uh, they have these weird accents that you're like, no, they don't really talk like that. Uh, but they're like, someone says Sturder. And, oh, my gosh. And it's not your daughter. It's my daughter. Someone murdered my daughter. Like, it's weird. <laughs> and they're drinking yingling and eating cheesesteaks left and right. Like <laughs> That's on the skit. Now, on the skit, I was like, well, I don't think I want to watch the show then. Right. And then I watched the show, and it's um, Kate Winslet from okay. Titanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she still looks very nice. She's a hell of an actor. She is good. I mean, she is a really good actor. Everyone in this show is awesome. I'm pretty sure, and um, fact checker, I need your help on this one. Uh, by the way, happy to give you something to do, buddy. <laughs> so the guy who plays Pietro or Quicksilver in the Fox X-Men movies, and he played Ralph Boner in WandaVision. Yeah, Evan Peters. Yes, Evan Peters. Thank you. <laughs> Peters. <laughs> Evans, <laughs> Peters. Anyway, he's. I'm pretty sure he's in the show. He's like a a detective that the county sends to assist mayor in this. Obviously someone gets murdered. Uh, they murder their daughter and uh, <laughs> they do it and they find her in the water. Oh, which by God, they did say water. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I might have just been pulled out of the shell. And then stuff keeps happening. Like, I don't back in. Um, but he's in there. And the more I like, it took me a minute to look at him and go, dude, I'm pretty sure it's Quicksilver. Uh, so it's cool to see him and all these other great actors in the show. Uh, but it's very good. It's very engrossing. Uh, it's it's like a mystery, murder mystery, obviously. Uh, but it's an HBO caliber show. Okay. If that tells anybody. Steph and I are looking for, for something to watch. We um, we powered through about five seasons of Blacklist. Ooh. That show is... Starts really strong. Oh, it starts really strong. And, they, you know, it has some of the... like. It, it had a moment in season five that reminded me of Boardwalk Empire because Boardwalk Empire was a show that. Oh, we've talked about. It had a lot of filler in the middle of the seasons, but the beginning and the end of the seasons were so good that you could stomach going through the crappy parts to get to the good stuff. And there were, I mean, there were parts in season five that like I'm having dreams about, like, I mean, they were so good. Oh, wow. So well written. Wow. But we kind of tapered off on it a little bit and, you know, that that kind of is what it is. Like, the, those shows that are on for eight, nine seasons, I mean, usually by about the fifth season, they just get to a point where it's like, okay, yeah, we're good. You oh, start losing people. I think I've got a show for you then, hmm? if you guys need a show. Okay, what do you got? Manifest. We actually watched the first season of Manifest. Oh, yeah? How was it? I thought it was pretty good. It was it was interesting. Because um, I hear good things. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, it was interesting. We tapered off a little bit. Probably worth giving it another shot. We, um, yeah, honestly, most of our TV watching is when the kids are up. So most of it's throwaway, if I'm being perfectly honest. Oh, with yeah. You. Because yeah. when the kids go to bed, a lot of times, especially when there's good stuff out, I'm playing video games. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, she'll watch, you know, like HBO Max just released the entire eight film collection of Harry Potter in 4K. So we're going back through those. And I actually need to do that because so, I haven't seen half of those movies. I love the Harry Potter movies, and I, I love the story. I've read all the books. Um, I'm not like a psycho for it. I'm not my wife, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, mm-hmm. you know, or anything like that. But the story is excellent. It's it's really well written. You, you know, if you're if you're going through the movies, you have to watch the first three because you don't get the rest of it if you don't. 
Gotcha. Like the first three are cheesy, so cheesy you can dip chips in them. They're little kids' movies. Yeah, they're kids' movies. But then when you get to the fourth one and on. Fourth get, one's Prisoner of Azkaban, right? No, no, no. That's the third one. The fourth one is Goblet of Fire. Okay. That's when it starts getting, like, you know, you see a murder on screen. And, and you know, stuff starts happening and it starts getting real good. Um, but uh, Obviously, we're not sick. We don't got, hey, there's a murder. Now it's good. No, like, <laughs> no it's it's just kind of. Those books, everyone knows, get darker as Harry gets older. Right, right. And we're dads, so the mature theme is more, you know, more entertaining for us. More yeah, if I have not, to sit through it, my God. We uh, we actually started for, like, throwaway TV. Netflix has a show called Southern Survival. And okay. what okay. it is is it follows this group of people. They work for a company called Battlebox. It's one of the subscription services. Okay. Where they give you outdoor stuff like camping, survival-type equipment. But anyway, the stuff they put in these boxes, they test it out first. So they have an I episode. Do, okay. Yeah, so they yeah. have an episode about fire. And it's not like, oh, we're going to put this fire suit on a mannequin and drop it in a campfire and see how it goes. It's like, no, nah, where we're can gonna we buy a flamethrower? <laughs> yeah. And we're going to build a scarecrow with a suit on it and see if we can shoot it with a flamethrower and it'll be okay. So it's entertaining. Yeah. So okay. It's, That's what I heard. It's, it's goofy entertainment, but... The point is with the kids up and stuff, a lot of times we put throwaway stuff on and it's a great like throwaway show that like you'll find yourself sitting there kind of laughing. Huh. You know. Uh, they're setting out on fire. Yeah, just be like, yeah. but it's Brush also. Brush your teeth, get ready for bed. <laughs> but we also like to camp and do outdoorsy stuff. So we see that and it's like, oh yeah, that that's funny. Maybe I'm going to go look and see if I can find one of those. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Well, Maravie's Town, if you're looking for a new show. If mm-hmm. you're looking for a returning show, mm-hmm. uh, last night was Sunday, was the premiere on Adult Swim of Rick and Morty Uh-oh. season five, <laughs> which is really strange because my four-year-old saw Rick and Morty on Hulu and goes, Dad, I want to watch Rick and Morty. <laughs> I was like, nah, it's the new episode's not on yet, honey. Today, when my wife came home from work, she looked at my wife and said, I want to watch Rick and Morty. My wife said, you have to wait till your father gets home. And my daughter says, Dad, you're home? We're going to watch Rick and Morty. <laughs> like, you act like I let you watch the show all the time, which I used to. Right. Um, and then she started talking, and I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. That, and I don't know how impressionable you are. I don't want to sharpen your weight, your wit. <laughs> <laughs> English. I don't want to sharpen your wit to this level of, like, existential dread. Right, well, right. Like you need to Sesame Street be happy, okay? Yeah, you, you need to get some life experience before you get yeah. to this point. Yeah, absolutely. You have to at least get through your first semester of college, and then you can realize it's all meaningless. But <laughs> moving on. Uh, so I am excited to check that out, though. Um, but the one thing that I think we've all been watching and have been absolutely just blown away with has been Loki. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're only two episodes in, and big spoiler coming here. I'll give you a moment if you haven't seen it. Okay, if you haven't seen it, you've left the room. Loki finds the variant that he's hunting with the TVA mm-hmm. and realizes, oh, this variant is a lady. Lady Loki. It's a lady Loki. Mm-hmm. And not only, um, you know, it's weird to say because you never want to go, hey, Loki looks great. But you look at Loki, you're like, that's a damn good Loki. Right. You know, even with like the smaller horns, 
I noticed that. It, it was actually funny. When I saw that, I looked at her. I'm like, is that Lady Loki or did they do some other character? I was wondering. There is a little bit of conjecture around the interwebs uh, that Lady Loki is actually Enchantress. Yeah. Which I could see that because she does use some enchantments mm-hmm. on uh, different people to make them do things. Uh, and I don't think we've seen Enchantress in any of the Thor films yet. I don't think we have either. And it would be really entertaining to have Enchantress pop up in the Disney Plus show. Yeah, I could see that. I I think that would kind of fit the narrative a little bit. Mm -hmm. But also in the comic books, Enchantress is a blonde woman. It's true. There is a female Loki, um, although the argument now could be made that Loki is gender fluid, so it doesn't really matter. But for the sake of the discussion... The Lady Loki that we've seen in the past, which, of course, Loki does swap genders uh, just because he thinks it's funny. It's interesting Mm -hmm. to see how people react. Uh, But Loki's always been dark-haired, no matter what gender Yes, um, he assumed. This is a blonde person, which earlier in the episode, they show you this Loki could look like anything, depending on all these different variations. Uh, But this is a blonde person who seems to be very much like Enchantress, so... I think the idea has a little bit of steam, but I'm not going with it. The thing that I found interesting in this episode was somebody said time moves differently in the TVA, right? Mm -hmm. And Agent Mobius said that. I think I know where you're going with this. So the question then came, where else does time move differently that we've seen in the MCU? And the answer is in the quantum realm. Yep. And then couple that with the fact that we know that King the Conqueror is confirmed to show up in Ant-Man the Wasp and Quantumania. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're like, I think the TVA is in the quantum realm. It makes sense. Because there's it. they just found a way to move in and out of the quantum realm with a much more sophisticated method than Tony came up with in Endgame. Right. They're taking the Endgame movement and things like that and they're just they're refining it rather like they took the infinity stones and made them oh yeah those are good paperweights we run into that a lot indeed yeah which we, i thought was hilarious i know some people got mad about it but i'm sitting here thinking no that that's actually really smart and really funny yeah it's a great way to take away a MacGuffin. exactly right um but i was thinking about that one by the way Tom Hiddleston's Loki is just superb. Oh, he's perfect. Even Owen Wilson as Agent Mobius has been surprisingly good. Yes. I'm not sure what I expected. I guess I was looking for Party Crashers, Owen Wilson, and that's not <laughs> what we have. Uh, but he's, he's still really good, and his interactions with Loki are fantastic. Uh, even his interactions with his boss yes. are great. Uh, somebody pointed out, and I can't believe we didn't catch it on the very first episode of Loki, is that Miss Minutes voiced Mm -hmm. by the incomparable Tara Strong, Mm -hmm. is a clock, but she is a 16-hour clock. I never noticed that. And you take one look at her and you go, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, she is a 16-hour clock. She has four extra hours on her. Hmm. And then my mind started thinking, like, well, what would that mean? Like, where do you get four extra hours? Well, even if it's, like, military time or whatever, that's... 24 but that would still work on a 12 hour clock so i have no idea i have no idea what that's supposed to mean but it has to mean something because otherwise why would they take the time to animate 
the extra steps. Why? Yeah. Why would they do something like that if it wasn't for some kind of reason? Right. And then, um, very cool. Another little fun tidbit. Uh, the episode released on June sixteenth, which, by the way, was my birthday. <coughs> Buffalo Trace, help us out. Happy birthday again. Thank you, it's, Buffalo Trace. It's my birthday. <clears throat> um, that is notable because six one six is the universe marker yes. for the Marvel Universe proper. Yes. Which is very important, of course, when you know saying the different timelines and multi-dimensional stuff that seems like we're about to get. Right. So I think they're spending a lot of time trying to point out that the universe proper as we know it is universe designation 616. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you make of you know, and this is going back into spoiler territory, but you've already we've already addressed that. Yep, yep. When um Lady Loki has the reset charges and sets them all off. And then you see toward the end, you see the timeline and then you see all the branches coming off. Mm-hmm. My first thought when I saw that was that seems like something that would have happened toward the end of the season. Yes. You know, I, I thought it was a little premature to do that. Now they know better than I do. I'm just a guy, mm-hmm. but what do you make of how they did that? Cause they did it in the second episode. So do you think that now their focus is going to be cleaning up those extra timelines and finding the lady Loki variant or how do you think this goes from here? So my question actually was a little more, how does this work based? Sure. Than that. So the reset charges can trim branches from the variations on the sacred timeline Mm -hmm. where are you sending these reset charges that they cause all these variations in the timeline that's a real question for me is where did these charges go that's a good point too because i immediately thought she's sending all the charges to the tva Mm -hmm. but then everybody the tva is fine and all the charges are going off. They're watching the branches on the sacred timeline just explode, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know where they're going. And I don't know how erasing spots on a timeline would cause a branch. If anything, it should trim it. Unless cause it. Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Unless they sent it to a point where it removes a critical character or a critical something from the timeline. I was thinking maybe she's sending it back to points in time where the reset team arrives yeah, and erases them so that that branch, that variation that had already started can continue because it trims the trimming. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, that, that was, that was kind of what I was thinking too, because you saw the footage of the TVA agents running to mm-hmm. all the various branches. So that's maybe what I was thinking. And then my next idea to answer your question very specifically, which was, dude, this is only the end of the second episode. Mm -hmm. I think that there has to be a large enough event that gets, I forget what we call them now, but the three, the people who decide what the sacred timeline is. Timekeepers. Yeah, for some reason that just doesn't feel right, but I think you're right. It is the timekeepers. It's the timekeepers. Uh, but I'm interested to see what they're going to look like because they have to show up. Yeah, what do you what do you think? 
do you think they're going to be some outer worldly beings or do you think I think they're going to look an awful lot like the faces that are on the wall behind the judge yeah uh, my real interest is because we've seen cartoon versions of them already Miss Minute shows them oh yeah when yeah, they yeah. form okay. the sacred timeline when they trim the multiverse of madness and do the one sacred timeline so I think they're going to look an awful lot like that just bigger for some reason in my mind they they have to be larger mm-hmm. maybe even galactus size mm-hmm. which could be cool because that's another way that we can say hey well what kind of beings are they oh maybe that opens the door later on for the fantastic four film kind of laying the seeds because we know marvel's really good at planting seeds all throughout you know who else i wouldn't mind seeing and this might be a reach but i don't think it's that big of a reach the watcher but we've seen them already. Have we seen the Watcher already? Yeah, we've seen a bunch of Watchers already. Shoot. Okay. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. You know what? You're right. I, Stan I, sitting there telling them stories. That's a good point. I glaze over that movie a lot. And that's that's my own that's fault. Because it's not a bad movie. But no, it's I not. tend to glaze over it a little bit. Yeah. No, as soon as they're, they're making the jumps, all the nonstop crazy jumps, and then you see okay. Stan on like an asteroid or the moon telling the watchers some stories you know what yep yep you're right and i know they are doing a what if show yes so it would make sense to have a watcher yeah. possibly be involved possibly i don't know it would be cool actually a what if show would organically spin right out of variance had this oh, yeah. branch been able to go here's what we would have had kind of stuff like that just organically comes out of this um but I think, you know, we're going the timekeepers are going to show up. Somehow, I think we figure out that the TVA is is bad. Or mm-hmm. you know, uh the purpose behind them is not good, it's not natural, and it ends up whereas Loki's been saying it, chaos cast is fun, blah blah blah. They're here for order. Every time we see order imposed on people, it's usually not a good thing. No, no, almost no. never. Um, so we'll see just kind of how that plays out. And then, um, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. I think they'll avert the crisis or this becomes a bigger issue that they have to deal with. It, yeah, and I mean, it could lead directly into, Yeah, I mean, obviously we've got a lot of multiverse mm-hmm. things coming around. I mean, yes. this could lead wherever it wants to lead. You know, it could be, you know, Loki could get his brand of chaos at the end of the season. And that could lead into the multiverse of madness, or that could lead into another season of Loki. It's possible. There's really no telling. Yes, this also sets us up to bring back Wanda and everything mm-hmm. for the Doctor Strange sequel. And also, I think, set up what a lot of people are hoping is true for the multiverse aspect in Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. So, interesting stuff there. I don't know. We could go on ad nauseum for this. Uh, but I think I'm more interested just to wait till Wednesday and see what happens, and we'll talk about it again. And we're so close to the next episode. It's like a day away, so baby. Close. It's yes. a day away. We can do it. Yes. Yes, uh, we can. Yes, we will. Uh, but I only have a little bit of movie news I wanted to talk about since we talked about No Way Home, uh, Spider-Man, for just a moment. I'm really interested in all the stills that we're now starting to see coming out of this Flash movie. Mm-hmm. Have you seen these stills? Some of them, yeah. I don't think I've seen everything. Yesterday, the big one was um, Michael Keaton was on set, mm-hmm. looking very much like an old Bruce Wayne. Yeah. He actually looks pretty cool. Yeah. I think he did. I'm like, okay. All right. 
I'm down with this. But I'm excited to see Michael Keaton back as Bruce Wayne at all, in whatever capacity we get it. So I was excited for that. But they also, uh, Andy Muschietti, the director of the movie, shared another picture, uh, whether it was through his account or through DC. uh, But they showed off the Superman symbol and then revealed that it is the suit for Supergirl in the Flash movie. Oh, Mm -hmm. I did not see that. Yes. Okay. And they show Supergirl up on the strings. Obviously, there's no post work or anything done yet. No cape, but she's she's Supergirl. It's clear. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. I'm cool with all this because, you know, it's always good to see more comic book stuff. Oh, Whatever. Yeah. I'm fine. A part of me gets bummed out that I see pre put or in the middle of production stuff. Because it kind of taints what I think is going on in the movie. Mm-hmm. I would I would love to just see something first time, unbiased towards anything. Yeah, nobody gets to be surprised anymore. Yeah, it, it kind of sucks. Yeah, it, it sucks. The hype machine apparently is very necessary. Right. I mean, uh, it gives us good podcast material, but it still kind of sucks not to be surprised from time to time. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Uh, but anyway, this is something that I mentioned previously. I think on last week's episode, I don't understand how this movie is called The Flash. Right. And I've yet to see The Flash. Yeah, you've seen just about everything else. I don't understand. I don't. <laughs> like, we got the the Flash icon, like the emblem, and that looked kind of interesting. I don't know. It, like it felt like a weird technological look to it. A little bit, yeah. It almost seemed like it was going to be in a robotic suit or something like yeah, that. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, I really... I just, uh, I don't understand why Flash is not the focal point. Like, yeah. are, are we going to see Ezra Miller at all on set? So far, we're looking <laughs> at everyone on set but him. Right. And I don't <laughs> right. know why that is. Yeah. You know what? They might come around with a real good reason for it. Eh, who knows? Hopefully, he's awesome, though. Yeah, hopefully. I hope he looks good. Um, it's entertaining. Because I'll watch this movie, so please let it be good. Yes. Let it be good. Let it not be a waste of time. Because I'll watch it, too. I not only will I watch, I'll look forward to it. Like all the Wonder Woman, yeah, Aquaman, yeah. Even though Black Manta looked ridiculous, fight me, I don't care. <laughs> Black Manta did not look good. You know, he looked fine when his helmet was off. That's all I'll say. There That's you what go. I said, I said it. I said what I said. That'll work. Yep. It does not translate to film. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't get into Aquaman, but I, I don't know. It just wasn't my thing. Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman '84. I thought were both good movies. Um, Wonder Woman 84 suffered from one of those I liked the villain too much yep. situations. Really wanted Maxwell Lord to win. Yeah, I, you know, and I don't know what winning looked like for him. Maybe he did win, you know, the way that it worked. But, I mean, I, you know, I loved him. Like, yes. I wanted him to win. See, that was um, the problem. That was the problem with having Pedro Pascal yes. and giving him that much screen time. Oh, my God, yeah. Because was... I don't care what you watch him in, whether it's Mandalorian or Narcos However, you end up rooting for him, and just like this, in Wonder Woman 84, you're like, yeah, I need Maxwell Lord to win. Yeah. And then at the end of it, you're not even mad at him. You just feel sorry for him. Exactly. You're like, yeah, I, yeah. And you're still kind of rooting for him. You're like, God, I hope your kid loves you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Like, not, I just want you to hey, get whatever you the world is just want. absolutely in turmoil now, but uh, <laughs> I hope it works out for you and your person. Yeah. Okay. Let the world blow up, but as long as you guys are happy, life is going to be fine. <laughs> but. I don't know. I I have faith 
after seeing the the Snyder cut and seeing what they did with the Flash and the Snyder cut, I yeah, feel there was like, a massive change for oh, him. Oh, huge yeah. change made it worth you know made the character worth paying attention to. Yes, which is the big one of the biggest differences between the two versions of that movie. Mm-hmm. So, building off of that, I have two thoughts. Number one is they've got good source material to work with and they'll they'll do a good job. The other way is god please don't screw this up. Yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see which one we'll see works. How it goes. Maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised. Maybe. I hope so. I hope so too. That's what I'm hoping for. All right. Oh, there's one more thing I wanted to mention for TV shows. Uh if you're not watching it, you should be. You want to take a guess? Totally comic book related. No, hit me. Uh, Superman Lois. Okay. Is actually really cool. Hmm. That's a good one on the CW. And, you know, I know, CW. But still, <laughs> really good. Really good. That's a fun show. I've actually been pleasantly surprised by that show repeatedly. Hmm. Also, I really like that Superman. Gotcha. Not to say that I don't like Cavill. Cavill is probably my Superman. I mean, he's like, he's up there with Reeves. For I just like him exactly and that helps you that know, really it's, does it's like the pedro pascal factor you right. just like him so you want him to win no matter what character he's playing i mean henry cavill's kind of the same way henry cavill actually got me through uh the witcher yes I, like game is cool the wild hunt mm-hmm. incredible uh, the tv the show i was just kind of yeah what's going on here but i'm gonna keep watching because gerald is henry cavill well, and, and, and he posted some stuff on his, I think it was his Instagram, and I swear to God, if he's playing Commander Shepard in a Mass oh. Effect TV show, I'm going to die. All right, we don't have time for that. <laughs> no, we don't. You know what we should do, though? We should do that transition right into video games. There we are. Which I know you've got a ton of stuff because E3 was just last week. Yes, E3 you took was furious just last notes, week. Lots I, of stuff to talk about. I typed till my fingers bled. Um I'm going to start out, the first thing I'm going to say is E3 did not feel the same for one major reason this year. Because everything was virtual, you didn't get the just rabid fan reaction. That's very true. I didn't even think about that, but the lack of fans there in the moment really changes that. I mean, you know, because you've got, you know, there, there was a lot of really good stuff that showed up, and, you know, like, People would go crazy the first time the Master Chief showed up. Or, you know, even, you know, I want to start with Nintendo because Nintendo, in my opinion, had a little bit of a lackluster show, but they did still come up with some good stuff. Um, They had a new Metroid game coming out. It's not what everybody expected. Everybody was expecting Metroid Prime 4. Uh, Not Metroid Prime 4, but it's called Metroid Dread. Uh, they build it as Metroid 5. It is a 2D side-scrolling, old-school-style Metroid game, which I'm actually geared up pretty good for because I love Metroid, and I love those Metroidvania Like Super games. Metroid? Yeah. Because that was the Metroid game I cut my teeth in. Yeah, yeah. Super Metroid's a great game. It is awesome. Pissed great me off game. for hours on end as a kid. Oh, dude, I it still, still does, it. and I'm 38. Yes, exactly. <laughs> But, uh, but, yeah, Metroid Dread is coming out. That looks really cool. Um, they came out with a little bit of new, new footage for Breath of the Wild 2, which I think we're all, you know, excited for, you know, as Zelda fans and things like that. I know everybody's expecting a lot more. Um, the ones that really stuck out at me, uh, WarioWare, Get It Together, 
a uh, new WarioWare game. WarioWare is ADHD in the form of a video game because all the little mini games only take about three to five seconds a piece. And uh, that makes it a whole lot of fun because you just sit there and you're glued to it because you can't look away. You have to look at it the whole time because if you don't, you're just going to straight up miss a game and you're going to lose. You don't want to do that. Um, the new Mario Party that got teased was Mario Party Superstars. It's not a new game. It is a, as they call it, a blast from parties past. And it's basically a collection of all the old mini games from the older Mario Party games. So still cool. Not disappointed. We're going to have some new Mario Party stuff to play with. It looks like the way that they're going to do this is going to be a lot of fun on the Switch. Uh, also coming out with Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. Uh, so remastered Advance Wars 1 and 2 Game Boy Advance Classics. Uh, where you get to build armies and then you get to fight with your armies. And uh, it's a lot of fun. But that, So that's what Nintendo showed up with. And that's all that Nintendo showed up with. Uh, I think we were all kind of hoping for a little bit more. I know I was. Um, There was rumors about a new Mario Kart game. There were rumors about Mario Odyssey 2. Logan was beside himself at the fact that we didn't get Mario Odyssey 2 news. Uh, I don't know if that game's even in development or not, but whatever. Um, He wants it real bad, so I want it real bad. Um, but the new Mario Kart I was hoping for didn't show up. Um, the new Mario Party I was hoping for didn't exactly show up. It showed up in the collection of the older games, so that's fine. But, you know, for, for Nintendo, and, uh, and I'll finish talking about that because we got a lot to unpack with some other publishers, but, you know, for Nintendo, the, the bad, you know, they didn't really dig too deep on Breath of the Wild 2. They showed a little bit more. They didn't have as many new games as I think we were hoping. Uh, the good, the new WarioWare game, hell yeah, that's going to be a blast. Um, you know, I think that's a game that is long overdue to have a new version. Um, Brandon, did you ever pay, play WarioWare? Or did you ever see it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I saw it. I never played it at length because uh, by the time WarioWare really came out, I had moved on from Nintendo systems. Right, right. WarioWare is just, it's ridiculous. But it's one of those, like, when you start playing it, you don't stop playing it. You just keep playing it. And, the, and that's what's going to be like fun crack. about it. Yeah, exactly. Hey. In more ways than one. Because you're sitting here like, why am I playing this crap? But you cannot stop. Excellent. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, but, so we'll talk about Square Enix. They had a show. Um, <laughs> they had a show. Actually, before we get to Square Enix, because Square Enix has stuff to talk about. Let's talk about Gearbox, who paid substantial money to have an E3 show to basically tell you that Godfall, which was a PS5 exclusive, and it wasn't that good, is now coming to PS4 because it wasn't that good on PS5, so now it's going to be not that good on PS4. So, okay, Mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Gearbox. No Borderlands stuff or, you know, no anything like, yeah, good job. Congratulations. You spent a lot of money. Um. Anyway, Square Enix had a show. Um, they had some they had some interesting stuff. They had some stuff that I didn't know what to say. Um, Black Panther DLC for the Avengers is exciting. That looked really cool. I yes. saw that trailer for that. Almost thought it was a brand new game. Yes, I did too. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I'm looking forward to kind of see it. I have never played Avengers. I know that intern Justin has, and yes. he enjoys it. <laughs> yes. Um, but... I. 
I know Florida they, Man's played it too. How's Florida Man like it? Uh, from what I remember, he thought it was pretty good. Like, you know, give it a solid C, I guess. You know, from uh, okay. what I recall. Okay. Um, now, another piece that came out that I thought would be another DLC for it actually is its own game, and that's the Guardians of the Galaxy game that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, that, okay. I'm, I'm curious <laughs> to see how that goes. I don't really know what to say. Um, you know, there's a lot they could do with Guardians of the Galaxy for a video game. I mean, just think about it. They're in space. Like, yeah. your canvas is blank. You can do anything, really. I mean, really, yeah. you could. I mean, you can go as far as, you know, using entropy and all that kind of wild cosmic characters for the Marvel Universe. So this is the thing that bewilders me about Square Enix, because Square Enix develops, you know, is the is the sole developer for the past however many years of this you know, game that a few people may or may not have heard of at some point in time called Final Fantasy. I've never heard of it. You're right. You, was there like seven of them before my life was There's blown like away by it? Seventeen of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, but and a movie that was weird. But the okay. movies, yeah, okay. It, we don't have time for that. That's another show. But like Square Enix, you can make Final Fantasy games that even the worst one is really, really fuck. Language. Dirty mouth. Good. Blue flag. Mm-hmm, I got it. Don't worry about it. Okay. But when you get outside of that IP, you just, you keep, you know, you keep missing the target. Like, the Avengers yeah. wasn't great. Avengers wasn't great, but you know what was? Yeah. And just to Square Enix's credit, Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider was good. They did great. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, yes. That was fun. So you can make great games. And you don't have to make a mediocre one, yeah, which is what I hear Avengers is. And Avengers, from everything I've heard, you know, I was going to go out and buy it and everything. I was geared up. I was too. You I know. was really excited. And then it came out, and I was like, mm. even before it came out, it was just, there oh, were yeah. issues. The original critic reviews were not great. No. Um, I'm, I'm going to pick it up and play it. I've been waiting because I want to get a PS5. And when I can get one good of luck. those. That, good luck. Dude. You should probably try and put your cart down online at Walmart. Anyway, don't let me rage trigger you. Let's keep I going. I was about to say, let's not start here. I'm going to make this an after hours real fast. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I am going to play it. I have heard a lot of conflicting stuff on the Avengers. Um, I'm hoping the Guardians of the Galaxy game is, like you said, they can do whatever they want. They're in space. They can have a lot of fun with it. And I hope that they do. I yeah, hope that this isn't just the Avengers with different paint. Well, the Avengers downloadable content for Black Panther looks awesome. They make Claw look so cool. Yes. Even like this pure energy construct of Claw, which obviously is massive, looks like a final boss battle, mm-hmm. is like a comic book accurate depiction of what Claw looked like when he was created. Right. He right. looks ridiculous, but he looks so cool in that particular trailer. Yes, yes. I, I I think they can do it, and I hope that they do. Um, but we'll see. The um, Square Enix also came out with a Final Fantasy remake of the original game. I okay, shame on me. I didn't even write down the name of it. Um, <laughs> it's it's just so like I I got so bewildered by it's watching okay. the I by watching the. Um, the trailer of it because the guy just kept running around. I'm here to kill chaos. Okay. Like, stop, stop. You sound stupid. I mean, <laughs> now I've been, I've been playing 
the original Final Fantasy since I was three years old. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's you know, it, it's, it's great. It's a great game. There's a lot of, you know, good base to it. Um, but, uh, like this, this version just seems a little goofy to me. Um, <laughs> voice goes up higher to yeah, me. Like really goofy to me. I'm, I'm still looking for this. It's just, I, I don't stranger of paradise. There it is. That feels fair. I mean, I'm going to play it, but it looks like devil may cry. Like it, uh, I don't see. know, and Devil May Which, Cry by is the way, fine. But I like whatever. Devil May Cry. Um, I think I've grown out of that. I yes. don't know. Um, other than that, Square Enix had you know they had a Hitman Hitman Sniper game that looked okay. I mean, it's kind of cool. The you know the Avengers thing, Legend of Mana. They had a, a remastered version of that coming out, which that's cool. Square Enix is making all of their money on the titles that they hit big with in the nineties. Yeah, and I that's gotcha. cool because I'm going to buy them all anyway, so I'm not mad about it, but, you know, something new would be cool. Um, <laughs> but we want to talk about new stuff. I'm going to I'm gonna go through Microsoft Bethesda. Let's do that real quick. Actually, that's not even quick. That's a, long, that's a laundry list. Um, I'm going to try to make it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit the highlights. I'm There's gonna, a I'm lot gonna, of gonna, them. Gonna, There's okay. a lot of them, okay? So Microsoft showed off 30 games. 27 of the 30 games are available on Game Pass from day one release. Way to make that look appealing. Yeah. I mean, every everybody I saw on Twitter and every critic I saw on Twitter after watching the E3 presentation from Microsoft Bethesda said, why don't you own Game Pass yet? Absolutely. Like that, that's it. If you're yep. if you play games, this is this is your ticket. I mean, you're talking about, you know, Flight Simulator is getting a Top Gun expansion. And it's all going to be day one game pass. That sounds so cool. Yeah, yeah. It's it's that flight simulator. Cool. There's nothing like there's nothing like you know. You're it's not, not like have Ace Combat. Battle. Yeah, but it's still you can go boom the tower. I already pre-installed it, <laughs> and it's coming out in like November. I don't care. Um, you know, you got that. You got Age of Empires four, which is a cool real time strategy game. Um, we talked on the sixty fourth episode about how snowboarding games were so cool. Yes. 1080 SSX. Well, there is a new snowboarding game coming out called Shredders. Uh, Not to be confused with the villain from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. Now, it looks really awesome. The comment was made by one of the commenters that I was watching and said, man, this game looks a little slow, which is funny because we were talking about how those kind of games might be a little slow at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. We've got a new IP coming from Arcane Studios. It's day one game pass. It's called Redfall. Looks like a vampire killing open world shooter. Um, that sounds fun. Yeah, I mean, I'll okay. go, I'll go, I'll go murder some vampires. I'm cool with that. You bet you I will. Uh, <laughs> Diablo two is coming to the Xbox in September. Okay. Uh, Fallout 76 is getting some updates. Hooray. Um, probably my vote for sexiest game of their show mm-hmm. or maybe second sexiest game was far cry six looked really awesome. Far cry six looks incredible. Yeah. And let's just talk about for a minute, a minute. I'm just that excited. This minute, and this minute, <laughs> minutes, minutes. Let's use miss minutes and rewind that. This natter days is really good by the way. Yeah. It's, yeah. Delicious. So what I want to talk about, take a minute is to talk about, Juan Carlo Esposito yeah. is essentially just in this game yes. for Far Cry 6. And yes. that trailer for that game looks really good. 
Yes. Far Cry, Far Cry has been getting a little crazy with some of their stories and stuff, but this game looks, I mean, the, the note I made while I was watching it was Far Cry 6 looks fun as heck and sexy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it looks gorgeous. The one dude, it, it looks ridiculous. One dude's got a rocket launcher backpack. Yes. Uh, like, it, it, that's awesome. That, that makes it different than the other shooter games that are out there. It makes it worth trying to play, but it still kind of grounds it in the world a little bit. Um, let's hear. Forza Horizon 5 was beautiful. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. The Forza beautiful. games are always just, yes. I mean, they're there to be seen. Uh, they have make your own mini games and make your own races in the game, which I think could be a lot of fun. Could be. Yes. Could be. Um, let's see here. I'm saving what I consider to be the best for last, and I bet it's not what you think it is. Um. There is a really cool-looking Metroidvania-type game coming to Game Pass. Uh, it's called Replaced. Uh, it's a 2D side-scroller. Looks really, really fun. I'm going to mess with that when it comes out. It, oh, you, you know, believe I'm going to mess with that? Oh, yeah. Um, Among Us is getting an update. I don't know why that was in the Xbox thing, but it was uh, up to 15-player lobbies. Looks like the crewmates can get weapons. Uh, Logan was excited about that. that sounds fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it could be entertaining. Um, let's see. I've got two more to talk about here. Um, first one, Halo Infinite. Uh, yes. It, what, what, by the way, that's huge. Yes. They've come around because the first shots of Halo Infinite looked like trash. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks a lot better. It was very pretty. Uh, the multiplayer is free. That's the thing. That, that is a big, yeah. big deal. Big Massive. deal. Um, there, it looks like they're going to rescue Cortana in this one which is cool. Um, looks like some of the multiplayer is going to be large scale. Um, Halo 5 had the Warzone thing, which I always had a lot of fun with. Yes. Um, I'd like to see some more large scale activities as far as that goes. That Warzone activity was entertaining because you'd have the world bosses show up and all that. It was good. Uh, but my absolute favorite that I saw was Battlefield 2042. Oh. Like, yes. Holy crap. Like that looked nuts. (laughs) Everything like, you know, I I watch, you know, Twitch streams and stuff that are co-streaming this. And I was watching one. It's a show called drop frames. I watch them a lot. I like a lot of those guys. They're entertaining. They make good points. Every single one of those guys on that show during the battlefield 2042 trailer just kept saying two things. Holy sh. And (laughs) oh, wow. And, I mean, you're talking about 128-player lobbies. Um, That is insane. Yeah, there's conversations about Battle Royale, uh, things like that as well. But the the game just looks unbelievably good. It really does. This is the one of any of these. Now, Halo is going to make a huge mark, especially on the multiplayer. Of course. call that what it is. That might actually take over a lot of the... Um, real estate from Xbox players from Warzone. Right, right. But I think the ones that's going to give COD a run for its money is going to be Battlefield. I remember Battlefield. Um, yeah, what was it? Battlefield One. Battlefield One was the I think the World War Two one. It was yeah. World War One. World War One. Then they had the Battlefield Hardline, which was the one where you could do heists and stuff. I liked that one. That one was cool. Yeah, was there was fun. like a Battlefield LA that yeah. was pretty cool. Um, but. Yeah, you're right. I think that's going to take a lot away from it. 2042 looks insane. Yeah, but, you know, it, 
Call of Duty always comes out with new stuff and, and everything like that. They just had the update with Nakatomi Tower and John McClane and everything. So And Rambo. Can't yeah. Can't forget Rambo. Can never forget John Rambo. If you do, he'll make sure you remember. Uh, but, I mean, there's there's plenty of stuff there, but I like the idea that there's going to be competition in that market. I do, too. Because it's going to make everything better. And I'm I'm a terrible PvP player. Like, I'm, I'm not good. I'll admit it. You know, whatever. But the more competition we can have in that in that business area, the, the better, better it's it going to be for everybody. And the fact that Halo Infinite's multiplayer is going to be free. Oh, yeah. That's a big difference maker right there, too. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. So those right. are my, my big takeaways as far as that goes. That's pretty good. I think that's pretty thorough. I feel well informed. I I typed during the Xbox thing. I typed until my fingers bled on my on my phone. It was kind of ridiculous. Was there anything for uh, Sony PlayStation? They opted out of E three. Okay, see, so no, they weren't there. All right, so obviously I wasn't there either. So I I got to ask the question, and and I'm not. So I know a lot of us on the show are X like Xbox fanboys quote-unquote or whatever we we all play xbox i like to consider myself neutral i want to have both systems but with game pass being 15 bucks a month and you get all this stuff Mm -hmm. and playstation 5 games being 70 dollars a piece how like when you're looking at a console war like how how does this even stack up in any measure of equality i think it's already too late surprisingly yeah. surprisingly because it's just, it's the same way and i have no idea how they did it but sony somehow with the ps4 unbelievably won that console war yes right against the xbox one and i have no idea how because xbox one launched with uh what was the thing that watches you connect yeah it launched with connect but the the difference in the Xbox One and the PS4 is when the Xbox One came out, they were they were brag. It was the same thing the PS3 did. The PS3 when it came out, they bragged about, oh, you can do TV shows and movies and all yeah, this other stuff. Uh-uh. And the Xbox One was the same way. It has to be a dedicated console. Sony it brought the PS4 be the out and said, "Multimedia center for your family." Yeah, it said you can do all that stuff. That's cool. That's great. But we got better games. There you we go. We got better gameplay. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And I also think. I don't know to what degree, but games like, you know, Sony's like Marvel Spider-Man, mm-hmm. which was a PS4 exclusive, mm-hmm. really, I'm serious, brought the heat. Like there were a ton of people who really wanted that game specifically it's true, and went straight to the PS4. And then when they got there, we're like, oh my God, this looks amazing. Right. And started playing all the other games on there. And Sony somehow flipped the script from the prior generation and started getting the DLC exclusives first. Uh, which I think really helped them. So here's my here's my one question. There was one thing I left out from Microsoft's presentation. All right. <clears throat> Part of the reason I left it out is because I tuned in late and I missed it. I had to watch it after the fact. Gotcha. Starfield, which is a new, um, which is a new Bethesda IP, mm-hmm. uh, first new one in 25 years. You know, Bethesda's known for Elder Scrolls and Fallout. Right. Um, Starfield is coming out. And it's an Xbox exclusive. Interesting. So that's an interesting thing. But then the question comes up. So there's a there's a publisher out there that has a very, very good relationship with Sony. 
and could probably Sony could probably wrangle in some level of exclusivity with them, not title exclusive, but Activision and Sony play very well together. They really do. And what if, you know, in response to Halo Infinite having free multiplayer and all this other stuff, what if Sony comes out and says, that's cool, your Warzone updates, you get them a year early on PlayStation. Yep, that would bring them that. Even if you get them three months early. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. A year, I think, is a little crazy. There's no way. That's what they did with Destiny. When Destiny came out, the PlayStation had exclusive content that you couldn't get until it was a year old. Gotcha. I see. I see. So it's just kind of interesting to me. That is interesting. Yeah. But you know what? I don't know anything else more about that. I don't either. I don't. Now we're speculating. We are. Mm -hmm. I feel like we should probably just go ahead and move this bad boy on. Sounds good to me. Because there's a lot of stuff I want to talk about. By the way, we have Skip Toys. Because I have no news for it, and Jedi John normally handles that for us. Yep. So I got I got nothing this week on that. So we're just gonna move right into comics, uh, and I do have some things to talk about for that, which is pretty cool. Uh, chiefly up over at Marvel first, uh, they have been doing the Heroes Reborn storyline, mm-hmm. and that is where the Avengers simply never existed, and instead we have um, essentially Marvel's kind of caricatures of the Justice League the Squadron Supreme, <laughs> yeah. uh, exists. Like Hyperion is there. He's the Superman. We have Nighthawk that's Batman. Power Princess is Wonder Woman. Blur and Dr. Spectrum, so on and so forth. Um, and how they are interacting with different versions of Marvel villains. Uh, my favorite to date has been Dr. Doom with the Jim of Cybertech. So it's like Dr. Juggernaut Doom, which was <laughs> super cool. Uh, it seemed like a... Uh, that seemed like an exciting thing to watch. Uh, so they have a lot of different kind of variations of existing Marvel villains for the Heroes Re- uh, Reborn universe. Um, but that series is ending. Uh, I think last week the last issue came out. And this week, Heroes Return, number one, where the Avengers are returning to this world. Nice. Uh, and we're going to see them battle the Squadron Supreme which I'm going to be flat out real on this one. Uh, I have faith in Jason Aaron, who's writing this series, uh, Mm -hmm. wrote Thor for forever, uh, did the war of the realms. And um, I mean, he's handled a lot of the big events at Marvel. I don't know how he's going to make the Avengers a threat to the squadron Supreme because the way he has written them, I mean, Hyperion just like heat visioned Hulk to death. Yeah. I mean, he didn't even seem to really struggle with it. He was like, oh, I don't like this part of my job where I have to kill someone. And then just lasered him to death. <laughs> and that's like your heaviest hitter of the Avengers. Right. Right? Yeah. Even if Miss Mar- or Captain Marvel's not there, it's still like, what? And then you still have Nighthawk, who will apparently be able to fight Cap to a standstill somehow. I don't know Yeah, how. we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But you still, I mean, like, Dr. Spectrum, who's your Green Lantern, Almagun, can probably handle Tony Stark, right? I mean, like, I have no idea how they're going to be even a challenge, especially with Power Princess, uh, as powerful as she's been shown in the Heroes uh, Return world. Uh, I'm sorry, Heroes Reborn world. So I'm interested to see how that goes. I'm also really excited this week, though, uh, because Wasted Space, the new issue is coming out from Vault Comics, and that is the fun space uh, 
comic book that we've talked about in one of the creator interviews with okay. Michael Morrissey. Uh, so that book comes out for him this week. And then next week, Barbaric number one comes out. And I am beyond stoked to get my hands on a physical copy of that book. Hmm. Uh, and that is the the one where the, the man, the barbarian, is cursed to do good, only good acts. But he has a bloodthirsty axe that talks to him. <laughs> and the more like he kills people with it, the drunker the axe gets on blood. Oh, my God. So it's just, like it's just this extremely violent, savage, like barbarian tale. But it is a rip-roaring good time. Hmm. It is ridiculous. Hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited for that. Uh, then over at Boom Studios, we have Something is Killing the Children, number 17, which is the book that's absolutely on fire for Boom Studios uh, by James Tinney and the Fourth. And uh, last week I picked up Berserker number three, which is the much hyped Keanu Reeves book. Yep. That is co-written by Matt Kent, um, also from Boom Studios. And then DC has a book that I'm super excited about, and it is the Batman Superman. Uh, I want to say it's number nine. I think I'm wrong there. Uh, but it has a variant cover by Scott um, Greg Capullo. I was thinking of Scott Snyder. Mm-hmm. By Greg Capullo, though, of Batman Superman. It just looks awesome. I'm not even reading that series right now. I'm going to go pick it up for this cover because it's awesome. And then, last but not least, I visited Justin's Comics, as I tend to do, <laughs> and realized that he shares my birthday. Oh, no kidding. So, happy birthday, Justin. All right. Buffalo Trace. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Take us on tour the distillery. <laughs> anyway. And then I picked up, while I was there, uh, a copy of... Spider-Man versus Wolverine number one. That's awesome. Which was notable because it apparently is the death of Ned Leeds or Hobgoblin. Yeah. And I am so stoked for it. It's in great shape. Yeah, it's a good looking. I'm super happy book. about that book. So thank you very much, Justin, for having that available at a great price. I was happy to pick that up. Yeah, that's not a bad. Yeah, you got that for a good clip. I sure. did. Yeah. I did. Uh, so if you guys are interested in picking out any of these books, you can always check out justinscomics.shop. Uh, order them or just go visit his store and he will hook you up with some really good stuff. Oh. I need to get my butt out to Justin's comics. I missed all the May sales thanks to, you know, something, but I I need to get my butt out there. Although I'm probably going to spend too much money if I do, but that's okay. There is no such thing. That's a valid point. There is no that's such thing. Point. They even have the really good stuff like, um, like the Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters that's mm-hmm. going on right now, written by Charles Soule. Um, even the cover on that was by Steve McNevin. It was so good. I want to get into those High Republic books, too. I haven't read any of those yet, but they look awesome. You should talk to Obi-Shan Kenobi. I've, yeah, I've been keeping up with the... Mm-hmm. Uh, the Force Dyad. the Force Dyad, but uh, he talks know, about something about reading it yourself, you know what I mean? That is true. That is really true. Uh, so you should definitely go check those out. But we're going to break away from that and give you guys one of the things that you love every episode. And, of course, that is our dad jokes. So let's mm-hmm. go ahead and cue those up. You got one going? Yeah, let me uh, let me get that pulled up. So I went to the doctor because I get heartburn every time I eat birthday cake. She told me next time to blow out the candles. Gotcha. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That one's good. Yeah. Go ahead. I don't, I don't have mine up yet. I'm looking for another one. Okay. 
I, you know what? Speaking of not having up yet, I started a nightclub for men with erectile dysfunction. Hello. It was a total flop. <laughs> Nobody came. So my wife told me, honey, I'm pregnant. I said, well, that's wonderful. What do we do now? She said, I guess we should go to a baby doctor. I said, honey, I think it'd be a lot more comfortable if we went to an adult doctor. Yeah. <laughs> you like that? I like that. I like the I like joke, that. too. It, it, it deserves the music change. I like that. Yeah, that was like a, you know. Hey, hey what do you call a sick eagle? Hmm? Ill eagle. Uh-oh. He's not supposed to be here, that eagle. <laughs> my my uh, wife found out I was cheating on her after she found all the letters I was hiding. She got so mad that she said she was never going to play Scrabble with me again. <laughs> I'm a mathematician, but I hate negative numbers. So I'll stop at nothing to avoid them. <laughs> So everybody was surprised when I came back to work because they thought that I had quit to go work at the guillotine factory. <laughs> I did, but I got fired on my first day. It's a cutthroat business. Hey, listen, I don't want to brag about my finances or anything, but my credit card company keeps calling me almost every day to tell me that my balance <laughs> is outstanding. <laughs> That's a good one. I don't think I've got another one. Oh, yeah? No. I will we'll finish it off with one more. Let's have it. All right. So what is it about all the psychics that I ever visit? They're either totally depressed or way too excitable. It's really hard to find a happy medium. I know, they're great. Those are great. Everybody, yep. calm down. Yep, they were great. Guys, calm sit down. down. Sit great down. one. Great. Calm down. It's like the E3 fan reaction this year. Yeah, very piped <laughs> in. Felt authentic. Felt authentic. All right. So we have reached the part of the show where we, of course, throw back a little love and appreciation. And, of course, we do our Patreon shout-outs. Mm -hmm. If you are a supporting member of our Patreon over at patreon.com slash galacticdads, you can be a member at the producer level and above and get your name featured on every single podcast episode. And as such, we always like to start with the OG Patreon supporter, the man who came hot out of the gate with his high-level producer level tier, and that is Keith Jefferson. Keith, by the way, is an excellent father and a self-described geek in his own right, so much so that he screenshotted one of the stills from... Was it Red Dead Redemption 2? Yeah. And blew it up on a canvas, put in his office. Nice. It is gorgeous. Nice. He is. That's a beautiful game. He too. is this level That's of awesome. awesome. Uh, so big shout out to Keith Jefferson. We really appreciate your support. And of course, we love Special K. He's another supporter. Uh, Special K is very, very special to us, uh, obviously, because it's in his name. <laughs> Uh, but he is a man who likes to show Jedi John how to properly golf. And apparently, as of two weeks ago, Bull, uh, which I'm super excited about. <laughs> I'm sure next time Jedi John's on the show, he will set that record straight. But we definitely appreciate him. Uh, he is a wonderful father and, of course, a hardcore 
I would say Star Wars nerd yeah. because he is Obi Sean Kenobi on the Force Dyad podcast. So. He's been a big help when we've done cons and stuff too. He is incredibly yes, helpful. He's been a huge help as well as this next gentleman too. That is correct. We're talking about TK three one seven eight eight of the five zero first. He is a massive help to the show. Not mm-hmm. only just going to cons and uh, helping us there, but also. Uh, giving me fun content ideas and telling me that, of course, Brigham ain't easy over on Instagram uh, with a nice, fun Lego collection. Uh, but he's also, he's just a great dude. Big, huge fan of the show, and we're almost as big as fan supporters of his because he's just a great time, and we really mm-hmm. appreciate him. And uh, TK, I don't want anyone to know, but I know that you're secretly a Cuban man just enjoying cigars and playing bocce ball. I doubt you ever sit anywhere with your your shirt fully buttoned up. I doubt it. <laughs> it doesn't happen. Um, but we love you very much. And we appreciate your support. Do you want to take this next one? Do you want because if I do it, it always goes a certain way. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll give it a shot. Okay, I'll give here it a shot. I, 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 so I, you know, I, I don't. I don't think I've ever actually had a conversation with this man. I think I met him <laughs> briefly at one point in time, but uh, this uh, this last producer level, that's our man, Rob Ryan. Yeah. Rob Ryan, not to be confused with the football coach or, you know, any other industry that there might be that you Would might you say talk it's, about. it's like an adult industry? Possibly, possibly. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like I said, uh, you know, Rob, I don't think we've really talked a whole lot, but uh, I've heard a lot of great things about you. John certainly seems to be fond of you. He's known you for a pretty long time from everything I've heard. <laughs> Apparently um, Rob's whole life. Yeah, you got a hell of a vi- uh, board game collection. Indeed. Which I'm actually a fan of board games and stuff like that. I don't play near as many as I should because, well, you know, Who's got other stuff, right? But, uh, but yeah, thank you very much for your support. We very much appreciate it. Yeah, we definitely appreciate Rob Ryan's support. Yes. And uh, should he decide to change careers and do some on-film uh, work, we would probably support him in that too. So just throwing it out there. Maybe it's, he could run the, the Galactic Dad's TikTok. Or maybe not. I don't know. know. Let's not get too crazy. Let's not get too crazy. Uh, But by the way, big congratulations to him. He is still, I believe, finishing up moving into his condo. That's awesome. Good for him. He's doing big things over there. Heck yeah. And speaking of big things, that takes us to our final mention of the Patreon supporters. But he is our only I Love You 3000 level uh, member. Uh, You've heard him on the show if you listen to episode 63. Uh, you know, he's a great dad. Uh, he has terrible luck uh, with his work van that catches on fire like the Human Torch, <laughs> and he goes running out of it. Uh, but luckily, he survived and is well and continues to support the show. Of course, we are talking about Joe Perezident. As always, we really appreciate his support and everyone else who listens to the show and uh, supports at any level. Uh, we really appreciate it. And you guys have definitely earned... A big round of applause. That is going to do it for us again on this episode. However, uh, if you are interested in seeing more of us, you can always go check out those socials. But as we finish these beers and say cheers, we want to thank all of you for listening. Uh, Please remember to like, rate, leave a review, and definitely share uh, the podcast no matter what platform you're listening to us on. 
Again, you can check out patreon.com slash galactic dads for bonus episodes exclusive only to Patreon subscribers and much more exciting content, including some of Laser Eric's Galactic Dads barbecue recipes. Uh, that and you get the chance to get your hands on Galactic Dads merch. Uh, also, you can check us out on buymeacoffee.com slash galactic dads if you just want to throw a couple bucks at us. Uh, and keep an eye out, we will have either a Public or an Amazon merch store opening soon uh, with some sweet new t-shirt designs. Uh, so check that out. But till then, uh, we appreciate you guys. We thank you for listening. And we want you to keep on doing the dad thing. So see you later. See you.